From COK Studios in Steve Inskeep's Icebox, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider the controversial release of the Russia Investigation Memo. We'll also consider an in-depth preview of the upcoming Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang, South Korea. And we'll consider that I've been through the desert on a horse with no name. It felt good to be out of the rain. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Cash for Gold Medals, the new service for former Olympians who have hit rock bottom and need to make a quick buck. Mail your gold medals to P.O. Box 1426, Hackensack, New Jersey, 07015. Silver and bronze medals will not be honored, losers. And the Tanya Harding Foundation, helping to level the playing field for all ice skating hopefuls, one lead pipe at a time. For more information, visit clubtothekneecap.org. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. Last Friday, Republicans on the House Intelligence Committee, under the guidance of Chairman Devin Nunez, made a previously classified memo public. The memo alleges abuses of covert surveillance powers by the Justice Department and FBI to investigate a former member of President Trump's campaign team. But the so-called Nunez memo confirms previous reports that overtures by Russian operatives to a junior campaign advisor are what sparked the FBI's counterintelligence investigation, and not the unverified Russia dossier compiled by a former British spy, Christopher Steele. President Trump tweeted that the Nunez memo vindicated him, but it actually makes it clear that George Papadopoulos, who has pled guilty to lying to the FBI about contact with Russians, triggered the opening of the investigation. All of this Russia investigation and memo business can feel confusing. So we've got our senior gossip reporter and popular teenage girl, Melissa Reynolds, here to help us sort through it. Good to see you, Melissa. Hey! Melissa, Republicans made a big stink about releasing this memo, but did it do what they thought it would? Uh, not even a little bit, Dinah. It was supposed to show that the FBI abused their power in Jack, but it really didn't do that. It was actually a pretty lame sauce memo. They kind of made a fuss over something that was actually sort of nothing. There are some Democrats saying that it actually hurts the president more than it helps him with regard to the Russia investigation. Oh, totes. It proves that the FBI was investigating the Trump campaign before the Steele dossier came out. So that means that they had more evidence of collusion or whatever than what was in the sort of dubious Steele document. Devin Nunez is being hailed as a hero by the Republicans. Why? I don't know. I'm super surprised by that, to be honest. I think he's gross, BT-dubs. In my experience, nothing good ever comes from reading a super secret document in public. It reminds me of when my friend Jamie passed a note to this guy Bobby in our AP Poli Sci class. Ooh, what happened? Well, Bobby was like a super hot senior lacrosse player, and Jamie was just a super awkward sophomore. She had no business sending him a note in the first place, but whatever. Our teacher, Mr. Nunemaker, caught her passing the note and had her bring it up to the front of the class. That was bad enough, but then he read it out loud to everyone. It was literally the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. And I was there when Janice Mulroy barfed Indian food all over Tony Stevens at Winters. 
There was tikka masala everywhere. Ew. That does sound embarrassing. Right? It was like a pretty graphic note about how she wanted to take him to the photography darkroom for a seven minutes in heaven, and it made everyone super uncomfortable. Mr. Nunemaker was suspended from school, and Jamie had to switch schools. It was real bad. So, a tip for everyone out there, sometimes secrets are secret for a reason. Perhaps the government should take your advice next time there's a classified memo they want to release. Oh my god, they so should. Devin Nunez is like Mr. Nunemaker. Hey, wait. Their names are kind of similar. I just noticed that. Oh, my God. Anyways, Dinah, secret secrets are no fun. Secret secrets hurt someone. Indeed. Thanks for that report, Melissa. No prob. That was COK's senior gossip reporter and popular teenage girl, Melissa Reynolds. Me whisper in your ear. Say the words you long to hear. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. The 2018 Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang, South Korea, begin this week with the opening ceremonies on Friday, February 9th. Joining us now via Skype from the Olympic Village is our senior Olympic correspondent, Cordell Nutbrock. Take it away, Cordell! Thank you, Dinah. I'm so glad to be here, just a stone's throw away from North Korea's nuclear enrichment facilities while you're back in the studio. Sorry? Eh, Stick it, Dinah. I'm joined here by former Olympic figure skating silver medalist and commentator for NBC Sports, Robin Tenley, and Norm Culp from the U.S. men's curling team. Thank you both for being with us. Excited to be here. Hi there. Robin, you've competed in two Olympics and commentated at several more. What are you most looking forward to with these games? Well, I couldn't be more excited. The Olympics are so exciting. From the doping scandal that has tarnished the Russian team, to the killing of rare trees on the slopes of Garawang Mountain to make room for the skiing facilities, to the threat of nuclear war between North and South Korea, this Olympics is maybe the most exciting one I've been to. I see. (laughs) That seems a little bleak. What about the thrill of competition and the compelling stories of the athletes? Oh, yeah. Those are all great, very exciting in their own way. The scandals make things more exciting, though. I really have to say that the most exciting thing is the possibility that none of us make it out of here alive. I know that there's not any imminent danger, but even the slightest chance that we could all go up in a mushroom cloud during the ice dancing prelims, or the biathlon qualifying, or even the closing ceremony gives these games added drama. Uh, You seem uh, eerily upbeat, Robin. Oh, I'm on a lot of medication, Cordell. That's how I'm able to be so excited. Figure skating breeds excitement, and I'm excited for the excitement. We can't all have the natural excitement of my good friend Scott Hamilton, however. Some of us need help, especially when you're paralyzed by fear and depressed by the culture of scandals. I get my excitement from Zoloft with a side of Nardil. Oh, and let's not forget about Lexapro. Woo! Quite... Uh, Norm, this is your first Olympics. What are your impressions? Oh, it's all right, I guess. I'm just honored to represent the old U.S. of A. Well, how long have you been curling? Can I just say how exciting curling is? It's just so exciting. I I guess. I've been curling for 25 years. I like it because it's kind of therapeutic. You just want to get your stones in the middle of a circle. We hope to do well. A medal would be nice. Gold would be best, but heck, I'd take a bronze. That is so exciting! 
I have a bronze and a silver. They're both exciting. Uh, take it easy, Robin. I can't. Oh, you're quite a ball of energy, little fella. Thankfully, there's no scandals in curling. Not yet. I hate to ask this, but what are the athletes feeling as the games approach? Excitement and fear. Mostly excitement, but a little fear. Probably more fear this time since North Korea can nuke us all. But mostly excitement about being here and having the opportunity to compete for their country. Is that what you're feeling, Norm? Oh, I suppose so. I'm just taking it all in, taking lots of pictures from my scrapbook. A scrapbook? How exciting! You know that the North Koreans are competing here, right? They wouldn't bomb their own people. Oh, yeah. Right. Your manic excitement is making me very anxious, Robin. Me too, Cordell. Uh, if you all excuse me, I need to go somewhere a little less hectic. Thank you kindly. Well, thank you, Norm. Want to go curl up in a ball in the corner with me? Well, maybe later. <laughs> Great. For more 2018 Olympic coverage, visit considerourknowledge.com or follow us on Twitter. From Pyeongchang, I'm Gordon Nutbrock. Now it's time for this week's Big Little Wins, because we need to celebrate all the wins we can. Our first one comes from Layla Penn in Columbus, Ohio, who got 23 foldy chips in her bag of Lay's potato chips last Wednesday at lunch. We all know how much crunchier potato chips are when they're folded, and getting 23 of them in a snack-sized bag is definitely a very big little win. Congratulations also to Tom Brady in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Even though Tom didn't win the Super Bowl this year, he was still able to go home to his big fancy house, his hot supermodel wife, and his life of being a rich and famous athlete. We all still hate you, but being Tom Brady is definitely a big little win. If you or someone you know has a big little win, let us know by posting on our Facebook page or sending us a tweet. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more Olympic coverage from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit considerourknowledge.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us for breaking news on Twitter at ConsiderOurKnow. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Jeremiah Knight, Natalie Thorpe, Hobart Willis, Marianne Wetzel, and Spencer Cannon. If you want to download the podcast, you can do it at iTunes or at Stitcher.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Cash for Gold Medals, the new service for formal Olympians. For formal Olympians. <laughs> Bit their tongue eating cheese. <sighs> okay.